Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey I idolized Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as the team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome, everybody, to the very first edition of the 2023-2024 season of I'll Hang Up and Listen, as you can see there, brought to you by 43 North. Originally supposed to be an episode of Two Goalies, One Mike, but with the breaking news, bigger than Connor Bedard's first ever career NHL goal, Owen Power has signed his seven-year extension with the Buffalo Sabres, annual cap of $8.35 million. Uh, and we are ecstatic here in the 716, joined by Johnny Lazarus, spelled J-O-N-N-Y, uh, from the Hockey News. Johnny, how are you? I'm good, and I uh, I apologize if I doze over to the TV to the right of me here. I'm watching Bedard play, and uh, got to give a shout-out to my boy Max Blitz, very kind enough to let me crash at his house for uh, three nights. Fredonia alum, uh, hell of a hockey player, and I'm sure he's going to pop his stupid face in here at some point. Ask him real quick, was he on the team, uh, I forget the goalie's name, but he went viral for the Ric Flair chant. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was, right? He was on that team? I was. Oh, oh dude, that was sick. He's Life actually been dreams. on the show with us once. I forget his name, though. I apologize. Uh, uh, Nick Harper. Nick Harper, yes. He yeah. was on the show with us in the early days. Good buddy of mine. He actually was a couple stalls down for me. and I. Uh, oh, no shit. Great guy, yeah. I forgot about that video. That was yeah, sick. So yeah. did I. Thanks for reminding me. That was probably the coolest thing I've ever done at Fredoni. Was <laughs> you didn't even do it. No, I, was, I was healthy scratch that game, actually, so I didn't even contribute to the win. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, great guy. Great guy. Lazzie, a lot, to, a lot to digest here. Again, as I say, start at the top of the show. Connor Bedard scores his first NHL goal on a wraparound. Um, I haven't even seen it yet. I haven't even seen it yet. I, I mean, it, 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 it came like seconds after the Sabres announced the Owen Literally. Power. And some are talking about like what's bigger news. In my opinion, it's Owen Power. Yeah, I mean, this is a deal that's been getting talked about now for a while. Um, there was speculation it would get announced the same day as Darlene. Well, days after Darlene. Uh, I know Pat Brisson is uh, one of the powerhouse agents in the league. Um, I'm honestly kind of surprised they maybe didn't wait one more year just because I think he could have got close to what Darlene got if he waited one more year. But props to Kevin Adams for getting him at 8.35 for sure. Yeah, um, a lot of like real-time analysis is, 
is happening to this deal right now. Uh, Dom over the Dom over at the Athletic, he breaks down the the future projections of these types of contracts, and he's saying that Owen Power's current value is about six million, and within two years, uh, this deal will already be worth it. And in two years, Owen Power will be twenty two. So you got to imagine that the the way this deal is going to look is going to get better year by year. He he's just finished his first full season in the NHL. Um, he played a, a few games at the end of his first full season after college. So it's going to look really good. He's a young puck moving defenseman. Obviously he can prove defensively a little bit, but that's going to come with time. Um, we talked about this all summer. We basically had nothing to talk about all summer. Uh, and what we were alluding to what was eventually going to happen was Rasmus Dahlin and Owen Power getting those deals that we talked about. And we both even said like, if neither of them, were done after training camp, like we were going to get worried about like some type of disagreement between the agents and the team or the player or what have you. Um, Dowling gets his deal done Monday, the, the Monday before the season. Power gets his deal done the day before the season. And now the Sabres have two former number one overall picks, likely number one defensemen signed on their team for the next seven years. Um, I honestly can't believe it as a Sabres fan that has gone through the past 14 years. Uh, for this type of competence to happen within the organization. Obviously Kevin Adams didn't come in with much experience, but he's proving his worth year by year as he gains experience as a GM. And it's really remarkable what he's done. Don't they have I, that Samuelson locked up for like seven years too? Yeah. They signed yeah. him before the season last year. The yeah. core, so they had up until 2030 and beyond, they have Samuelson, Darlene, Tage Thompson, Dylan Cousins. Who am I, who am I missing? Uh, Carl's. Uh, those Power. are the big ones. Those are those are the big ones. Obviously, they have Skinner, of course. Skinner, yeah. I mean, he was yeah. you know pre pre Kevin Adams, but like the 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 core five, the guys that you want locked up long term. I imagine maybe Alex Tuck or Casey Middlestad will probably be next. Definitely yeah. Alex Tuck. Tuck's got a few years left on his deal. Yeah, yeah but I could I could see them extending him earlier sooner rather than later. Sure. Um, Tuck will Tuck will retire a saber. Hundred percent, absolutely, hundred percent. Um. You know, he's like, he's done a phenomenal job. I mean, in terms of managing the cap and getting his players and projecting their ceiling before they hit it and getting them at a, at a lower number, maybe not so much Darlene, some fans might think, but I personally think that'll be a steal in a couple of years. Uh, but power at 8.35, that kid's probably going to put up, you know, double his point total this year. He, you know, you know, being, uh, being, uh, in a more consistent role on the power play. I mean, he really came into his own at the end of the season last year. Um, and just, you know, a year beyond his rookie year, you saw with Darlene, had Darlene not be, been hampered by coaching, you know, with guys like Ralph Kruger, uh, he, you know, his point totals would have, you know, skyrocketed after his rookie season, but that didn't happen. And in, in, in Owen Power's case, I think it's going to, he might double his, his point total last year. I think it was 35 points. I think I, I put him around 55 to 65 next season. More importantly, you know what this does? What does it do? Not a lot of free agents want to come sign in Buffalo, right? Oh no! Well, no this, this, young, still, this young core is now years ago. Yeah, this young core is now secured and well. I feel like also when Taylor Hall signed here for that one year deal, it was like, oh, like why would he do that? And then obviously that experiment went bad, so it's not a good look on the Sabers. But now, yeah. you know, they have this young core intact for the next, you know, five to seven years. Like it's an attractive place to come if if you're a free agent. So, you know, locking these guys in, yeah, it's great for their future, but it's also great for the free agent frenzy that, that happens every year, you know? I mean, it says a lot about how these guys feel about being in Buffalo too. Like you, yeah. you heard Rasmus Dahlin say it the other night, like I grew up in this city. I was an 18 year old kid. 
that got drafted here number one overall. I was, I obviously didn't have a choice. Same with Owen Power. They both clearly want to be in Buffalo, and that's not something as as you mentioned, Johnny. Like that's not I don't want to be that, in Buffalo. <laughs> that's the thing, though. Like, yeah, I live, in, I live in LA, and I want to be in Buffalo. I'm actually coming tonight on a red eye so I can get home from the home opener tomorrow. That's I've how been treated very well here. I will say, I've been treated very well. I've been here for about a week. I mean, Buffalo I treated pretty, pretty well Sunday morning, but yeah. If, how yeah. about this? If anyone talks shit about Buffalo, they haven't been to Buffalo because everybody that's gone to Buffalo realizes how great Buffalo is. And that's not just me being biased, a biased Buffalonian born and raised there. It's Miami the North, dude. Yeah. I, the, the people are nice. The food is amazing. It's cheap. Everything about it. Owen Power is 20 years old, and he just got a $8.37 million contract. Isn't it 8.35? Whatever. He's going <laughs> to live we like get it. a king. He's going to live like a king in the city of Buffalo for the rest of his life. Not the rest of his life, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, it just says a lot about the team atmosphere and these guys are buying in and as the cap goes up and as they have the room to make these moves next off season, potentially the free agent crop is much better than it was the, this past summer. And they're going to have more ability to sign these guys. So as Johnny said, who knows what's going to happen this season? Obviously playoffs is the expectation, but next summer could be a massive summer for the Sabres bringing in these Maybe big games. Patty Kane. I mean, Pat, Pat Kane could be before the end of the year. Yeah. Well, I, also I, maybe yeah. Power and Darlene could take some of that money and put some goddamn tile down at the Riverworks, huh? Dude, yeah, <laughs> listen. I just know how to trigger this guy. Oh, dude, don't get me wrong, dude. I almost, <laughs> I almost broke my neck on that floor this weekend. <laughs> that's because uh, we won't, won't get too deep into that, but that's for another <laughs> episode. I, I've already talked to talked to uh, a couple guys about doing a Chicklets reaction. Uh, episode here soon and i hope you'll come on for that lazzy uh do you want me on for that like 100 percent. yeah we're gonna have a bunch of different people from different teams uh reacting to their weekend at the jiggles cup and i definitely want you part of that for sure sounds good i mean you're a two-time champ in one in one year so (laughs) guy's a piece of shit (laughs) you 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 had a phenomenal he had you you do you you put on a uh a phenomenal performance uh, Thanks, Dwayne. In both A and B, um, was this so, is this roller or, or uh, roller? Yeah, roller. roller. Awesome. Yeah, we. Uh, you know, I thought we were gonna get him in that first that that first round matchup in the prelims. Lost lost to him five to three. Was the elbow room ringers? You guys yeah. were. Yeah. Your team, the elbow oh, room uh, ringers. with the uh, the empty netters guys. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yep. I actually play against them out here in L.A. Oh no way! I love in, those guys. They're the best. In, in my uh, in my men's league, I played against them the other night. We lost like four to three, but uh, yeah, they're, they're cool dudes. Is that ice or roller? Uh, ice. I'm a oh, I'm a hockey goalie myself. So. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, just five three loss. You know, fun game, but you know, we took we took the L. Um, but yeah, I definitely want you to be a part of that, Laz. Uh, yeah. But, before we get into the matchup for tomorrow night, uh, <laughs> Greg just Greg just texted me in quotes. I almost broke my neck, and I wrote, "Yeah, it's because you can't skate." <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, what did he say? Greg in quotes said, uh, "I almost broke my neck." You didn't hear my response. I said, "It's because you can't skate." <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Greg Day, Fatty Beer. Oh, he's yeah. Best yeah. hospitality on a Sunday to watch the Bills lose. Fatty Beer Company, boys, get there. Uh, and, you know, actually, you're going to take shots at Buffalo and our hospitality. Listen, when you walk I complimented out, the hospitality. Listen, listen uh, when you walked out of Fatty's Beer Company and they gave me the bill, who paid for your mimosa? Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, quick quick interlude. The the Leafs are losing to the Canadians three to nothing. That's not a surprise. 
That's fantastic. That's good. Yeah. That's just typical. Like, like tier the news. Owen Power, Bedard, you know, Bedard's first NHL goal. Leafs losing. There we go. Well, back to Bedard's first NHL goal. Let's talk about this for all the betting people. Bedard's hit his over on shot props back-to-back nights in the first period. Yeah. I don't know why that number is 2.5, but it's not going to be that. It's not going to be that number for the rest of the year, though. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah. But I would say nightly it's going to be four and a half. Yeah. I've jumped on that the last two nights, though, and it's hit literally in the first period. I'm actually going to pull the Bedard goal right now, uh, if if it'll let me. Um, And honestly, like a lot of guys, first NHL goal, not necessarily something you remember. This is a nice goal. Like he created an opportunity for himself, put a shot on net got around the net and wrapped it in. Um, kid's a stud. He's yeah. going to be so good for so long. And I cannot believe the Blackhawks lucked into getting him. But I think we all know why that happened. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. Uncle Gare, Uncle Gare Bear took care of that. Uh, I definitely want to pull up that. Uh, I'm going to pull it up right now. Share screen with you guys. We're going to get a good, quick look. This is my first look at the, uh, at the Bedard. Uh, <laughs> On the, at the Bedard goal. Let's check it out here. Do, 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 do. It's such a, such a goal scorer's goal there. Yeah. If you guys saw that or not. Yeah, um, well. The the play that like leads into it, his zone entry was like the pl- the play that made it. He like catches a pass like kind of in his feet, then throws like a behind the back drop pass. I forget who, who it was too, maybe to Taylor Hall. Like yep. he created the play from the start. So the fact that he finished it makes it an even prettier play. You know, uh, TNT put up a graphic. It says chasing greatness. Gretzky eight hundred ninety four goals. Bedard one. So <laughs> where's Lafreniere on that list? He's on his way. Yeah, Lafreniere's not much ahead of Bedard. All the Ranger um, fans are like, oh, my God, Bedard's already better than Lafreniere. Like, it's, like, already starting. Yeah. This is what a number one overall picture looked like. Yeah. See, the thing is, like, the Sabres have had – we talked about two number one overall picks. They kind of lucked out in a year – in both of those years, given that, like, both were, like, relatively sure things and both, like, yeah. franchise-altering defensemen. Like, that doesn't come around that often. Mm-hmm. Literally, I, mean, I like I. I remember like, you know, we weren't even like trying to finish in last like we did in the Eichel McDavid year. Like we yeah. we weren't even expecting to win that Darlene lottery. I mean, that was you know, I think we came like three or four places out of last when we won that one, and then the Owen Power. I think we did finish dead last, but again, that was a year that we weren't necessarily trying to finish in last. That was the year we started the season with Eichel and uh, Taylor Hall. And Ralph Kruger. And Ralph Kruger. That was the year we were supposed to be contending for the playoffs. Uh, You know, and, you know, luck may have it. You know, things worked out the way they have. Uh, Roster looks a hell of a lot different now. And, you know, you have two first overall franchise defensemen locked up for around 20 million. You know, just actually, yeah, under 20 million dollars. Under 19. Under 19. Under 19. I, I, I always wanted them under 20. But under no, 19, a little over nineteen, either a little way. over nineteen. Well, that's still great. Like to have those two guys locked up for under twenty million per year, along with everything else you've done with the cap between Tage Thompson, Dylan Cousins, um, and Matthias Samuelson. Like you have your core locked up, and you still have money to spend after next season. I mean, and- there was there was a case to be made for taking Matty Beneers with that pick. 
I think a lot of people at least loved his style of game. Obviously, pretty similar to Dylan Cousins, like a two-way centerman. Um, you at least like had that thought. And Matty Beniers won the Calder Trophy very easily last season. He's a very, yeah. very good player. Yeah. But I think a number one overall defenseman, uh, a guy in your blue line that you can plug and play for the next 10 years. Obviously, Beniers is similar, but I'm happy with the pick. I don't, I don't, anyone, I don't think anyone's questioning the pick. But yeah. Dalian was way more of like this is a generational prospect. Yeah, and he yeah. started he started his career out relatively slow. Obviously, he was on bad teams and he was playing big minutes as an eighteen year old defenseman. But uh, as we've seen with Don Granado, he's really come into his own offensively and also defensively yeah. as well. So yeah, couldn't be happier. So Lazzy, obviously, uh, before the news broke uh, on Owen Power, uh, we wanted to bring you on for a pre- quick preview of tomorrow night's matchup where we'll all be in attendance you in the press box and me and uh you know me and the other pores down in the (laughs) the 100 100 levels better view than the press box yeah i would take the 100 level view (laughs) i know i'm just i'm just quoting mjf for all you non-wrestling marks out there uh Mm -hmm. but uh huh i actually used to go to the same gym as him in high school mjf yeah oh dude i love him man he's he's great that Uh, guy was a meathead i i actually like Funny enough, like I like I didn't know who he was, but he was just that one big guy at the gym that like looked around my age, and he would like always grunt, and I was like, "This guy is so fucking annoying." But uh, yeah, now he's famous. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I, uh, I, but he likes to refer to everybody who's not him as pores. Yeah, so we're we're the pores, and Johnny Lazarus big big time in us up in the press box uh, for the hockey news. I'm excited so for I, some uh, Lenovo wings and pizza. Yeah, there you go. Hey, the, the menu, they now say the menu this year for the Sabres is going to be like top of the line compared to what it was, you know, I mean, previous years, which was trash. Compared to, compared to what it was is like some of the worst food in the, <laughs> yeah. entire, in the entire league. Like, like, let's fix the seats. How about that? Or maybe like yep. the cracks in the concourses. Why don't you just make the playoffs first? Yeah, let's, just make, <laughs> let's make the playoffs. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been 12, 13 years. Playoffs. Yeah, then you'll but, get the nice stuff. But, Johnny, obviously we're going to tomorrow night. Uh a lot of expectations for both teams. Mm-hmm. Um, how high is the pressure for the Rangers this season with expectations from obviously last year, everything you guys did the deadline, and now you come into this season after you know a disappointing postseason, um, but you still have Igor in that. You still have uh, the bread man. You, you still have uh, Zabanajad. Like, you know, how high are expectations and how much pressure is there for you as a Rangers fan to, you know, be better this season. Oh, yeah. So I, I think the expectations and the pressure, you know, outside the room aren't very high because fans are a little bit low after the way things ended last year. But, you know, inside the room, that team believes they can do it. And they brought in the coach that has, you know, been there before and done it before and believes that this group can do it as well. And, um, you know, I think the interesting thing is, is just that this team has so many unknowns, right? Like there obviously are a lot of things that work. Like we've seen the Mika Kreider combination work. We've seen Igor Shosturkin win a Vesna. We've seen Fox win a Norris. We've seen Panarin be in the race for MVP. Like we know that the, those things are constant, right? But when you give Hedl that second line center role, you give Kako a first line right wing role, and you give Lafreniere now a second right wing role too, which he hasn't really done before. You know, those are pretty big roles to fill, and uh, you know, it's 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 an interesting experiment because if it goes poorly, you know, this whole operation could kind of blow up. Um, where Kako and Lafreniere don't have long-term deals. Hedl signed a four-year extension, so he's locked in, but Keandre Miller also has a short-term deal. 
So this core isn't necessarily intact for a long time like the Sabres are right now. So, um, you know, I've been saying over the summer that this is somewhat of a trial and error season. I don't think anyone expects the Rangers to win the cup, but, you know, I, I personally wouldn't be surprised if they do because I think Eeyore Shosurkin with him in goal, anything's possible. Uh, that With that said, I'm not picking them to win the Stanley Cup. I think they're stealing this year is to get to the Eastern Conference final. I don't see them winning the Eastern Conference. I don't think they're the strongest team in the conference. But, um, you know, I, I think this is a year where you have to figure out what you have. And next year, again, like last year, is an all-in season because these guys are getting much older very quickly. Uh, as the SDPN podcast put it, uh, Steve Dangle, shout out to those guys. The Rangers went from young and fast to old and slow very quick. So, um, you know, these things happen like just in the NHL, like it gets younger, gets faster every single year. And the Rangers have, you know, been caught up to by other teams. So the expectation for the season, I think the first 10 games are going to be tough because two out of the first nine are on the road. Uh, so it could be a very ugly start for the Rangers. But then again, back in 2014, when Alain Vigneault was the coach, it was his first year. They struggled in the preseason. They had a bad start, but they figured it out as the year went on. They went to the Stanley Cup Finals. So um, right now that's kind of like on par, I guess, with how that year went. So you never know with hockey, right? Like always get hot. Players, uh, you know, get on hot streaks as well. And, um, you know, the, you just kind of have the vibe in the room. So right now the vibes are high and we'll see how they start tomorrow night against the Sabres. Yep. And uh, one, one guy I love, uh, obviously you mentioned his name is Keandre Miller. Oh yeah. Um, such a hard nose and, and offensively gifted defenseman. Just, you know, we talked about Darlene a lot last night on episode 141 with Matthew Fairburn. We mentioned like, you know, how hard Darlene has, has gotten to play against since he, since his rookie season, the same can be said about Keandre Miller. Like Fords don't like going one-on-one with a guy like that. You know, he's going to make you earn it and you go to the front of the net. He's going to make you pay. I, I love, I love watching Keandre. He, he's just a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, defenseman. Yeah. I actually, uh, I don't know if you guys will like this bet or not, but I made a bet with Grinnell uh, from Chicklets that Keandre Miller has more points than Hampus Lindholm this year. I can see uh, it. It's funny you say that because I drafted both of them to be on my fantasy really? two, two nights ago as uh-huh. like my final two defensemen. I have uh, Carlson, Bouchard, Lindholm, and Keandre Miller is my mm-hmm. defenseman, which I'm happy with. Yeah, but I would I would take that bet. I took Keandre Miller because of his upside. Yeah, and also the fact that he can hit and he blocks shots. Mm-hmm. So from a fantasy perspective, obviously, I think he's going to be pretty good. But like me and Dwayne talked about it earlier this offseason, like he was a restricted free agent. I would have loved Kevin Adams to throw an offer sheet at him. Offer sheets don't really happen in the NHL yeah. anymore. There would be like an unwritten agreement between GMs to just like not do it for some reason. But given his age, given his ab- ability and his ceiling, I feel like he could be a top 15, 20 defenseman in the, in the league easily. Um, yeah, I mean, he has that trajectory to – you know, I wouldn't compare him to like a Victor Hedman, but he's got that size and that reach. Uh, I, I think – I don't want to say he's a better skater right now, but I, I think that he, he, his potential is to be a better skater than Hedman is. Uh, even though Hedman, Hedman is a phenomenal skater, I think Keandre has a little more power to him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Keandre Miller has been insanely impressive. He's, you know, progressed every single season. He more than doubled his points last year. He got 43 points last year, uh, only three on the power play, so – you know, this kid's producing at even strength, shorthanded. Uh, he does it all. I'm. Um, you mentioned the Rangers ceiling. I'm interested to hear this from like an outside of Buffalo perspective, like yeah. not from a Sabres fan. Like, what do you what do you think the Sabres ceiling is? Like, I think all of us like are 
would be obviously be happy with any playoff spot whatsoever. Mm. And we think that the wild card is like very, very attainable. But we even talked with Fairburn last night, like second or third in the Atlantic doesn't feel out of the question, given all of the uh, question marks in the division, obviously with Boston, with Tampa Bay, who knows with Florida, it seems like you can get any version of them on any given night. And they just got hot in the playoffs. Like from an objective outside of Buffalo perspective, like where do you think this team could actually go? Well, it's funny because I got a lot of shit last year because I said the Sabres were making it last year. Uh, yeah, they, they missed it by a point. Yeah, yeah. I I, uh, I really thought I was going to look smart. I tweeted it out in like December because I, I watched a lot of Sabres games um, just because they're, they're so fun to watch. And I actually kind of know Tage a little bit just from growing up. He uh, skated in Long Island a lot as a kid, so we skated in the summers together. Um, and, you know, I, I thought last year they were on a, on a heater. Um, yeah, I really thought were. they were going to. Yeah, I, that Buffalo game or the Boston game in Boston, I think they won in overtime. Yeah, New Year's Eve, yeah. Yeah, I was like, this team is poised to do it. Like, they're going to get in. Um, yep. You know, not not to make myself sound smarter than I am, but I, I, you know, last year I was like, this team's fucking sick. Sorry, I don't know if I can curse. Um, oh, yes. So, ahead. ceiling this year, you know, I, I think second in the Atlantic is a stretch, but third is is definitely in reach wild card is for sure in reach i actually my atlantic prediction was very interesting this year because my four atlantic teams in the playoffs are toronto boston buffalo and ottawa i had the panthers and the lightning after vasilevsky's announcement uh missing the playoffs this year um so the atlantic to me is you know fully up for grabs uh so I, I think Buffalo can do it. And I'm obviously very high on Devin Levi, too. He's my pick for Rookie of the Year. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, all, oh, I'm, I'm all, all on board for the Love Buffalo it. train. I mean, and it feels like very determinate on Devin Levi, right? And obviously the defense yeah. improves, improving around him. And me and Dwayne talk about it all the time. There, there was a lot of puck watching last year. And yes. the Sabres, like, they had two stretches. I think one was in November and one was in March, where I think they lost eight straight games in November yeah. after a relatively strong start. And then they won one of nine in March. And then eventually they kind of got on a heater late in the year and made a push. But that was with Devin Levi. Yeah. And for the, I, I, for the, for the most part, like Craig Anderson was the best goalie on the Sabres. Yeah, and he is double Devin Levi's age. So, yeah, it, it, a lot depends on him, of course. But at the end of the day, like team defense is going to help that situation. And I Levi, think, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no. I, I think you could even say that, you know, had Devin started his career one week earlier, I mean, to your point. They're in the playoffs, like the way he played there at the end. Like, so I don't think, I think you are smart when you made that prediction in December because they were the most exciting, at least offensively team in the league at the time. They were just mm -hmm. explosive that, that Tage Skinner tuck line was on, was, and probably still will be unstoppable. Um, now we're adding little, you know, you know, firecracker, like uh, uh, Zach Benson to the mix, you know, that kid's with, awesome. I can't wait to watch what he does wherever he plays in this lineup. I'm sure he'll get some power play time, but to your point, uh, Devin Levi, like I, I genuinely think he is going to, you know, make some noise for that rookie of the year conversation. I really do. But Dard is everybody's shooing for the winner, but like, I don't think Levi has to put up eye popping numbers to win it. Like a high nine twenty save percentage or a low 200 goals against average. But if he gets the wins and he gets this team to the playoffs, he's absolutely in that conversation. I, mean, I don't I don't feel good as good about the Calder prediction. I did the same, uh, of course, a little bit biased. But I don't feel as good about that as I did like yesterday afternoon before watching Bedard in regular season games against like really good NHL teams. 
the kid is insane. And he's probably going to put up like 80 to 90 points this season. Uh, we're already talking about his shot prop probably going up two, two shots a game, two games into his first, uh, two games into his NHL career. Um, and you know the NHL is going to want him to win the Calder. Yeah. So Devin Levi is obviously facing an uphill battle from that perspective. But like, as we talked about last night, like he does not care about stats. He can let in six goals a game. And if, this team, is, and if this team is winning games, obviously uh, that's all that matters. Um, he's not going to let in six goals a game. I think we, do you think Bedard looks at his shot props like before the game? No, says, dude. No. I'm just joking. He I'm probably just, doesn't even have social media. That kid. He's like, he's like, yeah, I got this. <laughs> like, I actually just pulled up a tweet from when I covered the Ranger Sabres game in April last year, April 10th. And it was a shootout, five-round shootout. Devin Levi stopped Patrick Kane, then Mika Zibanejad, then Artemi Panarin. Tarasenko scored, but then he stopped Kako, and the Sabres won the shootout. Yep, yep. I mean, I remember that. Was, was it Panarin where he waited him out? Probably. That's his move. Outside? Yeah, that's his move. I mean, it's even like Patrick sick. Kane, one of the best like shootout performers yeah. ever, he he waited him out. Um, his lower half is so quick. Obviously, he's very good at breakaways because of his athleticism and his ability to get anywhere down low. Um, you saw it in the bean pot against Coronado. Uh, the game winning save he had a, was that, I guess it was, it was in the bean pot, right? He saved, uh, yeah, against Harvard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who looks like he's going to make the Panthers this year, I think. Austin Matthews just tied it up 2 2. I guess there was a goal challenge. Yeah. They, they challenged the offsides. So they're back. But long story short, I guess tomorrow night, like his debut was against the Rangers. He had the shootout. He's 2 0 in his career against the Rangers and he's played seven games. So, Going into t- tomorrow night at home, home opener, there's going to be, I imagine there's going to be some type of ceremony for Rick Jenneret. Um, yeah. They're they're putting a patch on the jersey. It's going to be an emotional night. The building is going to be full. What bigger stage could you ask uh, for a kid like that? Um, in his first full season in the NHL. So I'm wondering who the backup's going to be. I guess that doesn't really matter that much. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a game. Do we know the over under for for tomorrow? I think it's six, right? Probably six. I can look right now. I don't know if it's up yet. Uh, I don't think it's up yet. Oh wait, no. Here you go. Six and a half. Um, we that screams the- screams first period under though. Yeah, I think it does for sure. Screams. Um, we did this last night. We'll ask you. The Vegas line for Buffalo this year is 92 and a half points. Um, we both went over. Um, you're going, you're taking the over. I'd say like 96, 97. They had 91 uh, last season. With you need early. a lot of points to make the playoffs now. So, like, I mean, the, the teams Panthers used to get teams used to get in with like 88 points. The Panthers got the last wild card spot last year yeah. with 92, 92. Sabres had 91. Yeah. So, like we talked about, a week if Devin Levi ends his college season a week earlier. Sabres probably get 94, 94, 95 points. Yeah. So, and um, that's not an indictment against, you know, Craig Anderson, who is your probably would have been your go to in that stretch if it went up for Devin Levi. But like, you can't help that your 40 year old goalie can only play like one game a week. (laughs) Like, just can't, you just can't do those back to backs or three and three and four nights or, you know, two and three nights. Just can't. Um, But how many, um, how many games does Shesterkin start this season? Does he get 65? Is he is he normally 65? <laughs> huh? Sorry. How many how many games does Shesterkin start this season? 65, he, you said? Is he normally over 70? No. 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 
That I doesn't happen he, I, anymore. Nobody. I don't think any NHL goalie plays more than like fifty-seven now. Okay. I, I was. I thought he would be the one to do it, but I guess yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. No, he'll play like the fifty-three to fifty-seven range, probably. I I have I have Levi starting over fifty personally because I just don't think there's just a there's still just a giant question mark in the backup role in Buffalo between Eric Comrie and UPL. So I just I think they're going to really lean heavily on Levi um, and see you know even at that young age. Um, you know, we've spoken to him uh, personally and, you know, he's a guy who is just a, in terms of the way he takes care of his body, he's a maniac. He doesn't put garbage in his body. He's constantly stretching, constantly working off the ice. So if there's a kid out of college that can do it, it might be him. Um, but yeah, I have him probably right around, you know, the 48 to 54, 55 uh, game start of this year in his rookie year, which I mean, again, you probably need him to win 35 of those starts. Yeah, I'd yeah. say so. Uh, I, I mean, we talked like Eric Comrie. I think he could be good. Who knows? Uko Pekalukinen, who knows where his career is going to go. I think we all thought like he could be something, but at the same time, the consistency hasn't been there. And he also had double hip surgery. That's hard to come back from. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I would love it to be in the 40-45 range. I don't want to put yep. too much on him too quickly because he is 21 years old and this is his first full NHL season. Uh, if Comer can step up, if they make a trade or what have you. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think he starts the season. Uh, they have four of their first five games at home and then they see where they go. Yeah. Uh, I know you got to get out of here, Lazzy. Uh, and of course, got some, uh, got some wings that are, that are getting cold. No, I got you, but I got you. Um, but real quick score predictions for tomorrow night and then we'll get rolling. Uh, I think it'll be a tight game. I think overtime. I think three-two Buffalo in overtime. Ooh, you're not picking your Rangers in the that's, opening night. That's oh. fucking. That's amazing because I tweeted out yesterday three-two Buffalo in overtime. Actually, I really did. Oh shit! And I think you picked Casey as the game winner. And then I no no Skinner and I said Skinner, uh, okay. a Benson a Benson assist to Skinner winner. Wait, so, Connor, what's your Twitter? I'll uh, I'll send it to you or I'll, I'll follow you. Um, See girls thirteen. Yeah, that's me. This is so cute. This is I, gotta, I, I gotta find that tweet. I uh, I will send it to you. Yeah. So I have it. I have it four three. Uh, actually, no, I'm sorry. Three one Buffalo. Uh, won't be in overtime with goals coming from Tuck, Tage, and um, probably gonna go Casey Middlestat for the mm. game winner. Mm. Middlestat um, mode. Middle step mode, but uh, Lazzy, thanks for hopping on with us, boys. I know this is kind of an impromptu, it was supposed to be more, uh, you know, geared towards you know the game itself, but nobody really expected us to be got that, that bomb dropped on us, uh, mm -hmm. shortly before. So, thanks for hanging in there with us, Lazzy. Yeah, thank you guys, appreciate it. I'm going to enjoy some uh, some wing nuts and watch Connor Bedard, and I'll see you guys tomorrow night at Key Bank. All right, buddy, see you tomorrow night. Uh, this has been, I'll hang up and listen, uh, brought to you by 43 North and outlet liquor, the place to buy a case on Georgia Boulevard, uh, hurls. Uh, I am Dwayne. We will talk to you tomorrow night. Hey everybody. This is Dwayne from two goalies on Mike, a show where we give you a behind the mask coverage of the greatest sport on earth, whether it be happening right here in Buffalo or around the hockey world. Now you might be thinking, Hey Dwayne, why would I want to hear what you two idiots have to say about hockey? 
Well, first of all, rude. Second of all, we bring in coaches, players, analysts from your favorite programs from ESPN to Sportsnet to TSN. We're always on it. If you're a Sabres fan or just a hockey fan, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can check us out at trainwrecksports.com. Thank you for your support, guys, and I'll hang up and listen. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jag and Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com.